0: Welcome back to Invader Sports Soccer Show. I am Dan. I'm with Luke and Adam today. So, what do you what do you think? We had another week full of canceled games and more cases. And Jurgen has COVID, and it's just spreading like wildfire. Myself, I had it. Luke had it. It's just, I feel like it's cra- crazier right now than it was last year at this time, as far as people I know that have it. But here we are, and it affected the week it did it hurt my soul a little bit more seeing that draw we'll talk about that in a second but let's talk about manu first so luke how are you feeling about ralph ragnick right now
1: i'm torn to be honest um and i'm sure adam will bring some some interesting points to this but i don't know i you know there's a lot of reports coming out in very 50-50 some are claim, claiming the players aren't happy with the manager so I'm claiming that you know thing, things just aren't working higher up which I guess makes, makes sense but I don't know um I think at this point it's the consistency that we're seeing is more the players than than I, than I think managers at this situation I understand like obviously Ralph's got a very different style and it's going to take time but yeah, I don't know if you caught the game um on on Yesterday on, on Monday, um, but it was just so all over the place. I mean, to the point of where Phil Jones, who hasn't played, I think, in like something like 400 or 500 days, um, okay, for, for the first team, was the best player on the team for United. It's just not good enough. Um, you know, you've got like Ronaldo seems to just look not bothered anymore. Um, and it's you can see as well, and I know Adam mentioned this very early on. Um, in the season that you know it could be quite detrimental to, to other players around him and we are starting to see that now um, you know even Greenwood if you look at how he started the season with scoring pretty much every game to start with and where he's at now where he's just not even able to get really in a in a a goal scoring like situation I don't know it's just not it's just not a good place for the team to be um, but I, I I don't know what happens from here I, I don't know if you kind of just shove a bunch of players out the door and start from scratch. And I know, um, Ralph likes to kind of get a lot of youngsters in play high tempo football. So I'm not sure how much of that you can do with United, to be honest. Um, and especially with like so many players on such crazy contracts and years to go. And, you know, you're probably not gonna be able to shift them too early. I don't know how they fix the problem, to be honest. Um, but it's definitely not good enough at the moment. Um, it's just really sad to watch um, and Wolves played a good game like it, Wolves went to Old Trafford and looked dominant so it just sucks to be honest it just sucks but okay we'll have to see where where things are at in a couple of months time I guess um let's see if the players actually want to put up a bit more of a fight and if uh, Ralph is able to to really introduce a style that that works but I'm sure I'll I'm okay. find find a way to disagree as well
0: what do you think, Adam? Do you want to talk about that or you want to talk about the tweet yeah, I showed no, you?
2: I, oh, yeah, we'll come on to that in a second. Um, I, I, I don't really think it, it's Ralph's fault, to be honest, because, I mean, he made a point in his, in his uh, post-match interview that, you know, at the end of the day, he's only had they two and a half weeks. They were out with COVID, couldn't train, um, et cetera. He's trying to implement a new system for a team that was already playing bad football not entertaining mm-hmm. and not winning games so he's not really the one thing you could say is not much has changed between him and ollie but at the same time he's also inherited inherited and it's happened it wasn't ollie's fault and it wasn't even mourinho's fault but there are still players in that squad and i know phil Jones to come in and you know was, was man of the match i think in the end yeah. um which is you know amazing for him he hasn't played in like, two years but there are still players from i believe that louis van gaal era and the issue is there'll be players there that have been there that long and they don't like change because they're comfortable yeah and now you see all these reports of some players aren't happy and there's there's, there's a lot wrong with that cover it does need to be gutted out and yeah. Ra- ralph was brought in to steady the ship and get just secure top four who knows whether that's going to happen and then next season i mean i know there are rumors now or well, him Saying he'd like the manager's job, but I think ideally what they'd do is they'd bring him upstairs, bring in a young manager, and then he'd be part of clearing that United squad mm. out. And until okay. that happens, nothing's going to change because it's just there's a lot wrong with that football club outside yeah. of that Stein eleven and, and those ninety minutes on the pitch.
1: Well, I heard I heard a rumour. I'm not sure how true it is, but I, I saw that United have been training in in sixes, so they're not even trainers as a full full eleven at the moment. So it's implement a completely new style in a completely new formation, you know, while players are kind of in and out. Obviously, Linda and a few, few other players have been out with COVID. So to try and implement a new style with players out, and you can only train as half a squad or half a team, even half a starting lineup. I don't think I don't know how much of it you can blame on, on Ralph. And I I certainly don't. I still think as managers go, he's definitely one of the better ones that could have been brought in. Um no, I agree. I think it's 100% a player issue. Um,
2: and... At the end of the day, when you have Louis Van Gaal, Jose Mourinho, well, no, we can go back. David Moyes, Louis Van Gaal, uh, Jose Mourinho, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, Ralph Ragnick, you'd probably say one of those managers was top world, world class. Maybe not when he went to United, but he was. The other was maybe not world-class, but he's managed big clubs and won trophies in Van Gaal. You then have Ralph Ranić, who's won a couple of trophies at some smaller clubs, but also been seen as this great philosopher and the ones that have influenced Klopp and Tuchel. You then have David Moyes, who maybe didn't get a fair enough shot, an established Premier League manager, and then Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, a club legend, and none of them have really been able to fix that club. So I think it says a lot more about it's not the manager that's the problem.
1: But the the question is, how do you clear out some of those players? Because it's not just um, it's the wages as well, right? Like the thing is, if you look at Martial's situation, um, he wants to leave. Um, Ragnick said basically he he can leave, but it's someone paying the 200k or or more a week that he's on, um, which I think is going to be the challenging point. So it's 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 so easy to say they need to get this player and that player out the door but it's finding someone that will buy them and someone that can afford the wages
2: and that's the mess like, they've got themselves into so they've got no one to blame Is this the the united have got themselves in this situation
1: oh yeah 100% 100% it's just frustrating because you look at you know this is the this is the argument you look at chelsea you look at city um who have gone out and spent spent money as well spent a lot of money but they've never seemed to or they've not seemed to run into this issue yet where if they don't want to play it they can't offload them
2: it's because they have maybe sorry i was just gonna say it's because they have football people yeah that's what i mean
1: exactly so they they've got that they've got those people that you know you know they can go away and spend cool you want 100 million we'll give you 100 million but they're not going away and say cool and now we're going to give you 500k in wages above that so i think that's the difference and this is why you need someone to come in and like you said, be that be that middle ground who's going to kind of fix that bit. But I don't know how you fix it for for a situation like United where they just have so many players on such crazy wages. Um, and I think it will probably be a lot of situations like Pogba where players are just going to go on a free because no one's going to be able to buy them. They'll probably just weigh out the contracts and get them and pay them X amount of wages then. Um so I think it's I more to, just a case of, it's just time, but it, it's not going to fix itself very quickly.
0: One of those players I wanted to ask you about that I forgot is, is Donnie Van de Beek. Mm. Do you want him out as soon as possible?
1: It's a bit of a sad situation because I think the thing is everyone kind of says that, you know, he should be getting more game time, should be doing this, but when he is given the opportunities, He's not, he's not shown why he should be starting, um, and I also I'm not sure where you do start him because United are not a team where you can kind of pair him with a Fred or pair him with a, a McTominay and and you're, you know, you got a comfortable, comfortable line in front of your defense. So it's it's also where do you play him? I'd I'd like to see him stay, and I'd like to see with some formation changes and maybe a, a real destroyer of a number six coming in, if he does have a spot, but you know I kind of also want him to have a decent career because so I think he is a good footballer so I think for him I'd probably I'd probably move on um so yeah we we'll, wouldn't like to see him go but I think it's probably the best situation for for all parties if he does leave probably in the summer now yeah
0: well there was a story that broke like 12 hours ago on ESPN that he was assessing a January move but more than likely it's going to be in the summer but he yeah. will be ready to move on if there were something to fall into place. But like it looks most likely for the summer. But uh, it, it and it's funny we were talking a lot about Lukaku kind of in the same situation, you know, dropped for the Liverpool game. But then after that, apparently they they talked him and Tuchel talked, and it, it looks to be like he's gonna stay and you know have the mindset that he wants to stay and play for Chelsea now.
2: So we'll have to see how that plays out.
1: Is that a simple thing to come back from? Because you've come out and said...
2: Yeah, very simple. Is it? I, think, I mean, they've done it. He's done an apology video that Chelsea released already. Football fans were all fickle. Yeah. You'll bang a couple of goals tomorrow night against Spurs in the semi-final. And I don't honestly think it was that bad what he said.
1: He no, I don't think so.
2: He wants to leave. I think it's blown out of proportion. I think he was benched for a game. He was dropped for a game out of the squad. Hmm shows come out very well. And I think that's probably where his PSG experience has come. We've had the big egos and said they've handled it inside. And Kaka's apologised. The next game, fans will get behind him and he'll be fine. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't okay. think that'll be an issue.
1: It's if, it's if right. he starts performing now, though, right? That's the thing.
2: Yeah, which, again, is... I mean, one of the points he made was... And I know people say that maybe football players should... Fit in, the best players fit into any style, but certain players, especially when you look at Lukaku and his profile and his, you know, his his physique, his build, he's built the way he plays. He's best used in a certain style. When that style isn't being implemented, then yeah, he's probably going to be frustrated because he knows how good he can be.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's what we talked about for a majority of the episode last week. How it just was head scratching that it's not a. A great marriage off the bat but uh one last question on manu before we get to liverpool so luke shaw was the one after the game to speak up you know in the locker room per se and be like you know we, we need to be tougher basically what do you think that says about the squad that he's the one that's that's speaking out are you happy about him doing that
1: i think i think luke shaw's there's been a few times in the past where he's been quite open um especially with criticism where he said the team's just not been good enough and, and stuff like that but um ultimately it, it, you know it just looks like a team with no leaders or anything it looks like a team with no desire so I think it's it's fine for him to come out and say that but the whole team the whole team should you know it's very easy to say it but they need to start um actually caring to be honest uh, you know, it, it goes back to the game yesterday. You're playing at home against Wolves. You know, you've got a couple of games in hand. You're you're in a situation where top four is still, still very much in sight, um, or it's easy to get back up to, I should say. Um, how how do you go into that game and show such lack of care? There was no energy, no tempo, or no high tempo, I should say. Um, so it's it just feels like a bit of a nothing comment, to be honest. Um, I think fans are just bored of it. Um, none, none of it really seems super sincere. I'd just rather actually turn on a game and watch United try and win something, to be honest. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of my views on it. It's um, just a bit of nothing.
0: Well, still, you know, a good majority of the season left. You can still fight for that top four. So there's yeah, definitely st- sure. still reason, still reason to be excited, which is a good for, thing.
1: For sure, like, and that's completely. Yeah, we're not on paper a million miles off. I think it's what, six, six points, seven points off top of Um yeah. with a game or so in hand. So it's it's not like a million miles away, but the points aren't the concerning the concerning bit. The concerning bit is how the players are turning up to games and and how out of sync everyone seems to look, you know, and at least you know, a couple of months ago, you can have a really shit game, but Ronaldo picks out a goal kind of in the 80th to 90th minute sort of thing. But at this point, you know, something should have clicked, something should be going right. Um and you can't keep relying on one player to do that. And even still, he didn't look like he cared yesterday. So I'm not even sure you have that option now. Uh so you know the points the points is not that big of a gap, but player wise, I have no idea. Um I can see it get a little bit worse before it gets better. Um but we'll see.
0: Okay. Now, Adam, what are your thoughts yeah. on, because we didn't talk to you about it last week, and now we even have a bigger gap now. What are your thoughts on thoughts on the title race?
2: Would you say it's over? No, not over. Um, no? I think, what is it? 11 points, if we win our game in hand, it's 8 points. If we beat if we were to beat City, 5 points. You then need City to drop 5 points elsewhere in us pick up games. It's unlikely i would rather us you know go and win the league cup uh, not would rather us but i think winning the league cup and going all out for the champions league but i don't think it's it, it's not impossible it wouldn't it would surprise me because i think this man city team won't drop that many points even if we were to beat them i don't them then dropping 5 points and us dropping no points uh, with the squad depth they've got and just the team they have so I would say we have, I would say a 15% chance like, to put into a percentage of winning the league. But, you know, I've got, a, as much as I don't like to criticise them because they've done a lot of good, you know, it goes back to FSG. At the end of the day, you know, we've gone into a January period, especially where we knew Mane, Salah and Kate were going into the African Cup of Nations.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We left Clock with Origi and Minamino, I mean, and Jota and Firmino, but take Jota and Firmino out. Um, you know, Arigi and, and Minamino who are both injured. Firmino's got COVID. So although the game looks like it's going to be cancelled on Thursday or postponed, we would have just had Jota as like the senior forward. We knew why was leaving. And we had Tiago, yes, world class, I love him, but he's also, as he's proven, he's not a player you rely on to play. 15 games in a row because he does pick up these little injuries and they didn't i know they bought canate but we sold players which made up for that they just don't seem to uh, my biggest concern is is a lot of the players and you know you could look at it although he's although he's still brilliant for us henderson's coming to a certain age milner is you know he's happy birthday milner 36 today salah marne although i think salah will go on for a while even for me, you know, Fabinho, they're all coming to a certain age where, not next, not next season, maybe not even the season after, but by then, there'll be you know time to replace them, and I don't know if I trust FSG to do that with Klopp, or if Klopp leaves, bring in a new manager and do that, and it's a shame because I'm worried that, I mean, Carragher wrote an article uh, last week about it about how this Klopp era deserves more than the Premier League and Champions League, which he's got now. Although great achievements and has they've given me some of the greatest, you know, days, nights of of my life. Um, you know, he deserves the team he's built and the way we've played and the manager he is, he deserves to have, you know, more, if not the same amount of trophies as Man City. And that's the worry that he'll end his Liverpool career with not as many trophies as possibly should have. And if he doesn't, the only ones I would blame wouldn't be the players of club would be FSG. And I think they would have failed him.
0: Yeah, that's a very fair point, especially because if you look at the last three games, I mean, what what they drop eight? Dropped eight points, right? Or seven. So like, that's, that's a lot. That, that could be the gap right there. You're saying city needs to drop five more points, but say we didn't lose two games and draw one there you go and that's the gap although,
2: right there although we had a full strength team um i think minus one player and should have beaten leicester the, yeah. the problem is when you look at man city they've got such a good squad an in-depth squad that marnie for example although he's got nine goals and having a decent season marnie isn't challenged for his place really maybe you could say for no jota but not really he plays, whereas when you look at Man City with Maris, Jesus, Ferran Torres, I know he's gone, but Foden and Grealish um, and Sterling and Bernardo Silva, if they push him forward, they're all fighting for, for those forward places. So they all have to be 10 out of 10 every game or they get dropped. That's the one thing we don't really have at Liverpool at the moment, that competition for places. Maybe the only area we do actually have it now is left back with Samikas who's been playing brilliant and center back with Canate and Gomez and Van Dijk and Matip apart from that going forward and midfield the team picks itself every week and although that can be a good thing that could also be a worrying thing that there's not a lot of competition
0: yeah and and like you said earlier about about Henderson you, you know I, I love him but that was one of his poor games that I saw him play against Chelsea just get he gave the ball away so many times but uh it would be nice if if they made some more signings and you didn't have this this ish, issue, you know. Yeah. If you had had more fresh legs, yeah. And then now, especially with with the uh, Mane and Salah going to Afcon, it makes it even more hard. Like that's that's crazy difficult to to have a team that you want to not drop a single point the rest of the year. It's gonna be tough. And uh, yeah, FSG could have done a better job supplying supplying the the players. And that's, that's a shame. Hopefully that changes this summer. Or, or do you think they would sell before they change?
2: Well, is it, I've, I mean, I've read some tweets that it's not, um, it's not, um, it's all speculative and people um, making guesses. But, you know, FSG might be at a cross point where they, and that's why I don't also, I don't want to bash them too much because they've grown in Liverpool. They bought us for 300 billion, 300 million pounds they bought us for when we were, one day away from administration uh, or liquidation one of the two we were basically one day away from financial disaster um and they bought us 300 million and they've grown us into a two billion you know pounds dollar you know f- football club or a word i don't like to use but that's just me being a bit old-fashioned but it's getting used a lot for football clubs and is an american mindset about the franchise They've grown Mm -hmm. us into a franchise, um, and you're getting that with a lot of bigger teams now, and that's what Man City are trying to do, and United already are, and that Liverpool have become a franchise where we're known across the world, and we've got LeBron James, and he's designing clothing with you know his name against it, etc. They've grown us into that. Now they're at a point where to grow us further and to keep us at that level, they need to invest, and if they don't want to put money in their own pocket, then it might be where they do have to sell and they're going to make a hefty profit my only worry is i think liverpool a club and his identity pride itself with a certain mindset and you know not to be political but a certain political standpoint and that's why i think klopp is such a perfect fit because he identifies himself within that and i think if we were to get a saudi arabian qatar dubai um, Abu Dhabi investment of that sort of ilk. I don't think it would suit the club, although I would partly love it because we then get the best players. I don't think it would suit the club's identity or Klopp's. So sometimes it is the, the devil, uh, wh- whatever the saying is, it's better the devil you know, yeah. But then maybe there's, just,
0: yeah,
2: yeah, you know, maybe there's just apart from that, you know, I wouldn't mind Jeff Bezos or someone. us
0: yeah. I mean, you just saw Southampton
2: get bought. That was today, right? It's ridiculous that they've been bought for one hundred million. Yeah, a Premier League club bought for that amount of money. Who who bought them? Uh, I think he was uh, some Serbian businessman.
0: Yeah, it was. Yep, a billionaire backed firm buys Southampton. Uh, An investment firm backed by Serbian billionaire Dragon Salak has completed a takeover of Southampton, the club announced today. So, yeah, that's, it's interesting. You know, that's two in one year. That's a lot, that's, it's a lot of money getting pumped in, a lot of money getting pumped in. So, I mean, ultimately, it's going to make the league better, you know, to have these teams. With money, but again, you're not going to fix your problems overnight. Like we heard, what was our biggest rum- rumor last week that Newcastle might try to get a yang something like that? Yeah. So that's what they're. No, they're li- just, that's what
2: they're um, looking to do. They're just about to announce the signing of um Kieran Trippier from Atletico nice. Madrid. So that's their first. I mean, no, I think it wasn't 20 million, but. It was 20, 25, wasn't
1: it? 25 million euros. Yeah,
2: that's him getting the checkbook out. And I'm sure he's going to get a, a lovely wage packet.
1: But yeah, I think that's a good sign to be honest.
2: Yeah, um, experienced.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, we said this, didn't we? If they, if they were going to be taken over, you know, the next year or two is kind of just getting those experienced players to take yeah, them to a point where up. they can, yeah, and, t- and get them to a point where they can start looking at up-and-coming players. They're never going to get the the Neymars and and Mbappes in the world but kind of go for the next ones uh, in 2 3 years time so no i think it's a good deal i think it's a good deal and trippier wanted to come back to the premier league anyway
2: um, yeah i think he wanted to go back he's he's from the north so i think he yeah going back north with his family was also ideal and you know he won the league with with atletico madrid so fair play
1: yeah you know i think it's good it's a good signing
0: yeah, it definitely is. Uh, now, Adam, the craziest one we had last week, which I've since has died down uh, in the rumor mill, was Saka was to Liverpool.
2: What are your thoughts uh, on believing that's, that? That's, I know you wanted to, I, I, Luke knows how much I hate transfer <laughs> rumors because it's all... I know. I mean, we were linked, we were linked with him before he signed his, his contract extension a few years ago. Is he a club type of player? Yes. Would he fit in really well? Yes. Would I like to see it? Yes. Would Arsenal sell? Yes. Would we pay the money though Arsenal would want? No. So.
1: Would Arsenal
2: you know, sell I'd, to Liverpool? Yeah. It, I mean, Arsenal's Arsenal are historically one of the worst teams to selling into rivals. Yeah, true. true. Um,
0: yeah, we got Oxley chamberlain a couple of years back yeah, from them. Van
2: Persie, Alexis Sanchez um but Sanchez didn't. didn't he, he
1: basically forced his way out though right?
2: same with van persa yeah true um true. but no um i don't think it will happen um, it's not i think i think it's 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 uh it, the only reason it wouldn't surprise me is because if if fsg are going to spend money they're gonna it reminds me when they first come to uh liverpool their whole it, and they still work to this day they still sort of work around the money ball theory of using the statistics and, and buying young to then sell you know to make sure that in five to six years you know for example liverpool right now i would say a bummy and if we could get him on loan buy him for cheap and cut his wages in my opinion that would be a good signing because i think him and would work together But she won't wouldn't do that because there's no resale value and we're not going to be able to sell it sell with him Whereas with someone like Saka if we did buy him say for a hundred million in eight years time he could be the best player in the world or one of them and we could sell him for for double that so that would be the only reason it wouldn't surprise me but if we're going to sign a young English player I I, I think possibly Jude Bellingham would be the one
0: yeah I hate it so much you wouldn't like to see it
1: of course i wouldn't um <laughs> i really i i wanted him when he um when there was the kind of fight between dortmund and and uh, and united so to kind of see him end up at liverpool no nah. yeah no one like that it,
0: that's that's someone i've had my eye on to try to watch his highlights or watch the games if i can because it it seems like it could happen down the road um so we'll have to wait and see and on that
1: have you seen his uh, his link up play with harland at the moment
0: it's yeah, kind of unreal. Um, yeah, when when Holland when Holland came back from injury, didn't he score like two goals right away, like yeah. instantly? Yeah. He's just so good. He's in, he's unstoppable. It's just it's it's, it's fun to watch, man. I, I gotta see where this guy goes goes next. I mean, I'm I'm starting to think more and more it's gonna be Bayern Munich, like you said,
1: Luke. I think
2: it will be Bayern. I've, yeah, I've changed my chain. I'm I'm thinking Real Madrid. You are. Yeah, really? I'm thinking. Why? I think because I'm thinking the way they're speaking, and even the Barcelona president's come out and said they can afford him. But it wouldn't surprise me if, um, florentino Perez, the president, gets Mbappe on a free and then oh, well, buys Haaland as well. No, That'd I know be... no idea where they get the money from, but it wouldn't surprise me. It'd be very Madrid if they'd done that. That'd be something.
1: Would it be game yeah. over? Well, I say, would it be game over? Uh, it
2: wouldn't be game, game over because, you know, everyone said that about Messi, Neymar, Mbappe. Exactly.
1: And... That's what I was just thinking. As soon as I said that, nah. I was just thinking that.
2: But, you know, it would be, uh, I'd like to see it because I'd love to see them two play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: I would too. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be dangerous.
1: So you'd have a C.O. So front three would potentially be Mbappe on the right, Holland in the middle and Vinicius on the, on the left. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's scary
1: <laughs> yeah that'd be cool
0: wow man that's like all world cup players right there man
2: yeah man, oh,
0: yeah true they'd finish first through third right yeah <laughs> at least they'd hope so all right um any last thoughts that you guys wanted to talk oh yeah we didn't talk about the tweet yet i just wanted to get your thoughts real quick so gary neville you know, of course, mm. he he loves Man U, but he tweeted after the game. It's not good. It really isn't. And then someone tweeted back at him saying, "You didn't say a word when your mate was in charge." Mm. So I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. If do you think it's hundred percent true that yeah. now he's speaking up? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, hundred. Everyone was saying at the time. You know, where Gary Neville was asked so many times. You know, what's what do you think's wrong with United? And he's, he's always backed Ollie or he's he's kept his mouth shut, which I get to a degree as your friend. But at the same time, you're a pundit. And, you know, you kind of have to sometimes put that to the side and just admit things weren't great. You can't come out now just because your friend's left the job and say, yeah, things aren't good. Um, so I can completely understand why people are jumping down his throat a little bit and saying, where were these comments you know, two, three, four, five months ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 100, 100% spot, Um And he should have been more critical. Um, and I, I'd be surprised if anyone disagreed with that, to be honest. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, it didn't take long, right? No, uh, yeah, but it I never... Been th- long.
1: I, I didn't think it was going to, unless Ragniuk kind of came on, came in and was like absolutely smashing it from day one. He was...
0: You know, he was always going to come out and say
2: something, I think, eventually. Adam, any any last thoughts on that? No, not even I can try and disagree with Luke on that one. It is, <laughs> It was quite funny seeing that. You know, the only thing I'll say is he isn't, he's, he's not trying to ram you coming into the bus. I'm, I'm sure that's more looked at the players, but yeah, he's, he's being more critical than he was, which is fine, because yeah, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was his mate, but you know, I think he could have. You've also got a job, right? You've got a job, but also it's it's the. I think people would appreciate it if he'd come out and said, "You know what? I can't be critical of my mate."
1: Yeah,
2: but uh, that's what pundits are like. I'm sure. I'm sure when Gerard gets the Liverpool job, Carragher will do the same.
0: Yeah, we'll see.
2: That's a good point.
0: Yeah, we'll have to see on that. And we'll have to see what happens with these games that might get canceled. League Cup game. Uh Liverpool asked for it to be postponed. We'll see. I think it should be, especially with the keeper situation. Um, and you know, it's just bad. Everybody's getting COVID. Everyone. Be safe out there. Take care of yourselves, people. Happy New Year. I think this, yeah, this is the first show of the new year. Or no, the second one. Yeah. Yeah. But happy the new first year, one with anyway. us, with us. Yeah. Happy New Year anyway. Happy New Year. And uh, all right, take care. We'll see you next time.
1: See you
0: later. Bye. Oh, thank you.